Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our special guest, Patricia Stahl. Originally from the Boston area, Patricia graduated from Cornell University and has a master's in social work from the University of Texas at Arlington. She's been a therapist in Dallas for over 40 years, working with adults and specializing in social anxiety. After years of hearing clients still talking about their childhood bullying experiences so many years later and witnessing the pain and shame bullying caused one of my Sons, I've written a book for kids who are being bullied with the goal of their empowerment and normalization of their experience. Beautiful. So excited to have you here today, Patricia. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And I'm flattered that you consider me a wickedly smart woman. Well, you certainly are. I want to also celebrate the National Publicity Summit because that's where we made the initial connection. So, Obviously, you said something at that event that made me, you know, say, "Whoa, I think this is a a really wonderful person to bring on." So, thank you so much for being here. And let's talk. Let's start, Patricia, with maybe were you bullied as a child? Did you experience that, or was it something that you suddenly had the experience of as a parent? I was not bullied. I came from a very small school in Massachusetts, and. I don't think we had bullying in our school. I don't remember any, but my son was bullied here in Dallas when he was in fifth, when he started a new school in fifth grade by a much bigger kid who had been at the school for a while. And that combined with the stories I heard from my adult clients who were bullied, sort of those things were the impetus for me to get this book going. Mm, Beautiful. So let's talk about the challenge of what happens when you are a parent and your child is bullied. I had this experience with my own son where one day he was walking home from school and we lived where he could literally walk to middle school. It was that close. And there was like a big bridge that went over the main road and all the kids and on the bridge, he got sucker punched by another kid. And it was really hard for me to navigate and and support him because I was like infuriated and shocked, but I also wanted to support him. So can you talk about A, what happens for the kid, B, what happens for the parents, and C, you know, what kinds of interventions can we do to not have something like that have long-term consequences? Yeah. Well, if it's a one-time thing, it's really not considered bullying. So I'm hoping it was only a one-time thing for your son. But if it's a consistent pattern of a child who is somehow more powerful, has higher status than the other child, and doesn't listen when they're asked to stop, 
and in, is intentionally mean as opposed to just kind of fooling around with a friend and saying funny things, then it can be really, really painful for these kids. And they can not want to go to school. They can, their grades can slip, anxiety, depression, shame, which is a huge one, stomach aches, headaches, all kinds of things, starting to use drugs, starting to obviously use alcohol, all those kinds of things. And then of course the biggies, suicidal thoughts and attempts, and then the rage and anger that can lead to things like school shootings. 75% of kids who were school shooters were had been consistently bullied. So it, it's it's really important. Parents, oh my gosh, it's hard for us parents. You know the, the saying that you can only be as happy as your most unhappy child? <laughs> I, I think that's so true. And when one of your children is bullied, it's you feel so powerless. But there are lots of things that you can do. I, I don't think you can prevent bullying from happening in general. I don't think that the things the schools are doing are really being all that helpful. So I really focus on what a parent can do with a child on a one-to-one -one level to help them get through the experience. Mm. Well, I will say that I also was bullied when I was in middle school. <laughs> there was this gang of three girls who were two grades older, and they would literally dog me on the playground at every recess and make fun of my clothes and make fun of my dad dropping me off and make fun of the fact that my dad had a different car every six weeks because he happened to be a car dealer, not because we were getting a new car every six weeks. And, you know, I definitely, I didn't, my grades didn't go down, but I definitely, you know, I went down the drug route and all kinds of other experiences. Yeah. So, what can a parent do when they find out that their child is being bullied, both in you know the educational system as well as at home? Mm. Well, to back up, a lot of kids won't even tell their parents that they were bullied. A lot of them are ashamed of that, and they're afraid that they'll be blamed. One of the parents will say, you're too emotional or you're too sensitive or will minimize the experience or they're afraid that they're gonna just cause a scene, run up to the school and cause a scene or tell someone that the child doesn't want to know. I mean, all kinds of things that kids worry about. They worry about protecting their parents from the pain. But if you can get your child to talk about it, and I think a good way is to kind of just ask a general question about bullying. Is there any bullying going on in your school? I heard there was some bullying and then go from there to, has it ever happened to you? And if it has happened to you, the parent, I think that's a wonderful way to start the conversation. You know, I was bullied and I know how painful it was. And then if you can strategize with your child, well, what are we gonna do about this? And I, I see there being three different directions to go in when you're trying to help your child. One is how to deal with the bully, him or herself right? And that really takes assertiveness. And there are all kinds of ways of being assertive. But the important thing is that you don't react in an emotional way. Because if you cry, if you get angry, if you call the person names, then that's just what the bully wants. He, want, he or she, I should say, or they at this point, mm -hmm. I guess, 
wants you to react, wants you to be sad or or scared or cry. And so if you can react kind of nonchalantly, and I say you, I mean the bullet, the child can react nonchalantly, act like kind of shrug your shoulders, like, okay, you can say whatever you want. Then it takes the wind out of the sails of the bully. It's really no fun for them, right? So there are all kinds of things you can do with that. There's a technique called fogging, which is an assertiveness technique. And what you do, for instance, if someone says, you're so tall, you look like a giraffe. Mm-hmm. And what you do, and of course, it takes a certain stance. You need to, they need, I see, say you, but they need to look the, bull, the bully in the eye, stand up straight, speak with a loud voice, and not look ashamed and say, yeah, I'm tall. But not agree with the fact that they look like a giraffe, just the part that's true. And the message they're sending is, and that's okay with me. And there are all kinds of things they can say in response, like, okay, so what? Thanks for your opinion. I'll tell you what I did with my son, which was kind of a quirky solution, but it unbelievably it worked. He was bullied by this older kid who had been at school for a while and was a lot bigger. So one day I told my son, why don't you, I'll tell you what, I will give you a quarter every time we'll call the bully Buck. I hate to tell you what we would call him at home, not in front of my son, but we'll call the bully Buck. Every time Buck calls you a loser, I will give you a quarter when you get home. So he looked at me like I was crazy, of course, but he went off to school. I never thought he'd do it. And a couple of days later, he came back and said, I need one quarter. You owe me one quarter. And I said, just one quarter? He said, yeah. I said, how come just one quarter? He said, well, Buck called me a loser. And I said, great, call me a loser again. And Buck said, why? And he said, just call me a loser. He said, why? Call me a loser because my mom's going to pay me every time you call me a loser. And what did Buck say? He said, no way. I'm not going to call you a loser. And that was it. He wouldn't call him a loser. And then later in the day, my buck asked my son to borrow a pencil. And my son said, only if you'll call me a loser. And Buck said, I'm not going to call you a loser. So he didn't get the pencil and my son didn't get any more quarters. And that was it. (laughs) But yeah, it made it work like a charm. It wouldn't necessarily work for everyone, but. Right. Well, it's kind of like Aikido, right? Isn't there a a martial art Aikido where you take what's incoming and you just like do some magic and it goes right by you? That is a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also a little bit of reverse psychology there as well. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple minutes before the break. I do want to talk a little bit about violence because bullying can ultimately potentially lead to violence, right? So how do we help our kids? Like my boy, he got like sucker punched. punched. Yeah. Yeah, Right in the, right in the belly. Ouch. Well, yeah, that's a different, it's interesting, but there's less of the physical abuse with bullying than there is with the verbal or the social, you know, girls ignoring you or Mm -hmm. calling you names or, you know, excluding you from things with the physical. I think it's a different reaction. If the child is really being hurt physically, then it, then I think you need to get the school involved. You know, you talk to your child. Who do you think we can talk to? And you 
go up and speak maybe first to the counselor and then to the teacher and you work your way up. Unfortunately, a lot of schools really don't pay attention when mm. they get the the information that somebody's being bullied. I mean, I, I read that constantly. And the other thing is that you might want, want to help your child get physically stronger. There's actually a program. I don't know which cities it's in, and it's called Bullies Buddies or something where they, for free, teach kids jujitsu. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not so that the kid will fight back. It's so that the kid will feel confident enough to fight back. Mm -hmm. or to, to stand his ground or her ground. ground. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. beautiful. All right, Patricia. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll tell people where they can find out more about your book. But right now, Wickedly Smart Women, we could use your help. If you're enjoying the show, please consider joining our community, making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com and sharing with all of your lovely lady friends that might benefit from our content. We also want to let you know that we are doing another collaborative book this summer, and it is going to be volume two of Wickedly Smart Women, Trusting Intuition, Taking Action, and Transforming Worlds. The book, when it first came out, volume one, was a number one new release in six categories and an international bestseller. So if you have a burning desire to start down the path of a messenger, being in a collaborative book is one of the most easy, fun, and you know low barrier to entry ways to get started sharing your stories, sharing your message and supporting others who are going through similar experiences to see that it's possible to overcome. So if you have an interest in that, definitely get in touch and you can do that through the website. So I do want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating and reviewing. We've got now 108 countries all around the world. We want to shout out this week. We might as well shout out this week to our listeners in Boston, <laughs> Massachusetts. And also let's shout out to our listeners in, we'll do the bees, Bermuda and Bolivia. And we will be right back with Patricia Stahl. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Patricia Stahl. Before we went to the break, we were talking about some strategies that you can apply and educate your child with to turn the tables a little bit on bullies. And right now, I want you to know that she has written a book called From Loser to Legend Book.com. From Loser to Legend 
book is the, from loser to legend is the name of the book but you can get it at from loser to legend book.com we'll have that for you in the show notes so tell us about the book patricia you have you know obviously you've been in this business where you have seen the fallout of untended bullying mm-hmm. you know in your therapeutic practice what caused you to write this book and tell us what our readers slash listeners might find if they decide to go access that. Well, the full title of the book is From Loser to Legend, How 60 Plus Celebrities Survived and Thrived After Bullying. So I have 60 plus stories of celebrities who were bullied, celebrities that the kids idolize from different fields and what suggestions they have for kids, what they did to get themselves through. And there are some really inspiring messages. You know, my whole idea was, you know, if you're sick, if you have a disease and you hear about someone else who has had the same disease and they've gotten through it, you know how that feels. You feel Mm -hmm. consoled and encouraged. So my idea was that if these kids knew that people that they idolize, their heroes had been bullied and survived and obviously thrived, that that could normalize that experience and empower the kids. That was my goal when I wrote it. When I first sent out, I started this 25 years ago and I actually published it this past 2022, the end of the year. It's never too late, Patricia. (laughs) too late. Nice job. (laughs) I wrote letters to probably a hundred people. I wasn't even doing email at that point. A hundred celebrities who I thought, I just asked them if they possibly had been bullied and would talk about it. I only got one response. And believe it or not, it was from a Dallas Cowboy football player whose name was Moose Johnston. And he told me all about his experience and what he thought kids should do. And that really motivated me to continue, but I couldn't get the information straight from the celebrities. I had to pour over magazines and listen to radio and TV interviews all these years. And I came up with all these people who finally were willing to talk about it, I think because of the increase in suicides and school shootings and all. And so that's what the book is. Beautiful. Well, I want to now ask you about, is the book mostly for kids? Is it for parents? Is it for both? Like who's going to get the greatest amount of benefit out of this book? Well, it's for kids, Mm -hmm. but parents can use it to talk to their kids. It's really appropriate for kids of all ages. There are all kinds of suggestions in there and inspiring messages. So yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your adult patients, right? Because you've been a therapist for 40 years and you, you know, you got turned on with this whole bullying thing as a result of your own son. However, you know, as we've talked about, you have worked with adults. What is, you know, we talked about when they're kids, no school, you know, they don't want to go to school, their grades fall, they have anxiety, depression, headaches, drugs, suicidal rage, and turn into school shooters <laughs> in the adolescent years, where there's also the hormones going on. What do you see happen if it's been untreated in an adult? Yes. And that was definitely an impetus for me. 
I specialize in social anxiety, which is adults who are very uncomfortable around people because they think they'll be judged as unworthy in some way. And so I've, I discovered after a while, because a lot of them don't want to talk about it, that so many of them had in fact been bullied when they were kids. And those memories don't go away. I mean, they're still feeling those same things. So they have depression, they have anxiety, they have gastrointestinal problems, they have alcohol and drug use, all the same things really that the kids have. When I work with my social anxiety people, what I notice most is avoidance. They don't want to go anywhere where somebody might dislike them. They, some of them don't even want to go to the supermarket at times when there are a lot of people there. They don't trust other people, so their relationships are tough. And then they become people pleasers because they're trying so hard to make sure that, are you one? <laughs> I am one too, I think. Oh my goodness, I've been dismantling the people pleaser for so long now. And really? I still have some tiny tendrils that I notice. but I had an opportunity today, Patricia. I was between episodes and my next door neighbor who just wants my attention. I was getting a box off the front step and she was like, zoomed right in. And I looked at her, I was like, no, I'm in the middle of podcasting today. I am not available. And so I was going to just give myself, I did. I was like, I'm not available right now. I've been working on people pleasing for a couple decades, (laughs) but I feel like I'm close to the end when I can say no, 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 that's not going to work for me. Exactly. And not worry that she's going to hate you for the rest of your life. (laughs) I mean, the thought did go through my mind. Like, I will say that the thought went through my mind more that she was going to be hurt or upset or take it personally. And so that people pleaser that wants to, you know, fix it emotionally for other people. But I had that part of me just stand down and stand back. (laughs) That was impressive. That really was impressive. The people in my social anxiety group right now would be very impressed with that. And you said it with an I sentence, which is really important. I sentences are important. But that was such an assertive response. And that's what I work on with these people. First of all, it's not likely that people are going to run away like they or treat you badly like they did when you were kids, a kid. But if they do, well, you know, you can, they probably aren't, aren't supposed to be in my life anyway. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You can live without their approval. And so we do something, I don't know if you want to hear about this, but we, yes, please. (laughs) Shame attacking exercises. And what you do with that, we don't do that until we're kind of far along in the group. I see Mm -hmm. most of my people in group because I think it works best that way. But they are instructed to go out and do something intentionally embarrassing. So, and they will do the funniest things. But anything, the the idea is that you desensitize yourself to making mistakes, to, well, just to embarrassing yourself and see that you can live through it. Most people don't care or don't even notice. And it's a very empowering experience. In a sense, what you did was a shame attacking exercise. You, you know, instead of, feeling like you needed to say, okay, come on over or whatever. You risked 
uh, doing something that was uncomfortable. And that's, that's really what it's all about. So well done. Well, done. thank you. Thank you. We're going to ring the bell. If I had the bell with me right now, I'd ring the bell for myself. <laughs> thank you so much. All right. So I have time for maybe one more question. And I think what I'd like to do is maybe ask you, do you notice whether or not bullying, being on the receiving end of bullying is also a lineage thing where it runs in a family? Have you noticed that in your work or does it, is it more sporadic? Hmm. Well, I don't work with kids. Mm-hmm. I just work with adults. So I don't really hear much about their parents, except that I mean, with social anxiety, I do, because a lot of kids, a lot of adults with social anxiety have learned it from their parents. Either mm. either their parents modeled it or they were very critical, perfectionistic, mm. shaming. Uh, and so the child is very concerned with not making mistakes and they continue that until they're adults. But not in terms of bullying. I really can't see that, but that doesn't mean it does. It doesn't exist. Mm, yeah. Well, if there was one other thing you'd like our listeners to know about you, about your work, about your book, before we close, now's the time, Patricia. Well, I guess one of the most important messages that I hope comes through with my book is that the things that your kids are being ridiculed for now may very well turn out to be the things that make them into superstars. Because so many of the people I write about have had that experience. They feel like they were so much more motivated to prove themselves as a result of the bullying. Mm -hmm. They worked harder and sure enough, they became the superstars that they wanted to be. So, and bullies are just people. I mean, there's so many messages don't believe everything you hear. You can get all these messages from reading what these celebrities talk about. Mm. They learned empathy. That's one of the big ones. They learned to be tougher mm. because and, and which helped them later in life with adversity. So bullying has a silver lining. <laughs> and if you, the parents can get that and the kids can get that, then that's a win. Yes. Well, we do love wins. And it was a win to have you on the show today, Patricia. Thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, we do love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's episode. Go right now to www.wickedlysmartwomen.com to join our community, share your takeaways, ask questions, or submit guest suggestions. Thanks for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.